You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. Hello and welcome to another weekly Batuta News Wrap. My name is Errol Parker and joining me this week, same as last week, Effie Bateman, Clancy Overall. How are you two? Yeah, yeah, pretty good. How are you? Look, I'm always good. Always good at the end of the week. Effie got ghosted by a guy that sent her a message saying, come hang. <laughs> I did. It was at 10.30 on a Tuesday night and I, I said, you know what, maybe maybe not, but if you want to go on a date, we can go on a date and then I got ghosted. Yeah, maybe he was really pissed when he did that and that yeah. kind of, uh, he woke up in the morning and was like, just have to cut my losses here. <laughs> or maybe he doesn't have any money. That's probably the truth here. That He's is like, probably the truth. Come hang. Come over and hang at my house. And which is free and we can watch SBS On Demand. You can eat my housemate's cold spag bowl <laughs> in the fridge. Can't use the microwave because he's upstairs and he'll smell it. <laughs> Come down. <laughs> Make sure it's cold. Yeah, not much for me either, mate. Just um, yeah, Obviously, we're all plugging the gaps here uh, while Wendell enjoys his decadent tour of the Northern Hemisphere. Any updates? Well, he's just been to uh, the British Virgin Islands where the uh, head office for the advocate is, uh, for those listening at home. And as it turns out, we do actually have to pay more tax uh, than Qantas this year again, which is a bit of an injustice. But considering that the advocate does own a 1982 Cessna 206 with the uh, upgraded all-glass Garmin cockpit, it does it does make sense considering we have more modern aircraft than Qantas. So I guess we should be paying tax. I guess we should be. As they refer to them on the front page of The Australian today, the lying kangaroo. You see, this is what happens when you stop spending big on advertising campaigns with the major mastheads as they turn on you. Same thing happened with Dan Andrews and the Victorian government. They stopped doing their campaign material in the News Corp newspapers and they have never, ever heard the end of it. That's why you never hear bad press about Jerry Harvey. Because he, because he fucking, $40 million a year. <laughs> he keeps the Australian newspaper industry afloat. With those, um, with, he's, with he's those basically leaflets. Got, yeah, inserts. Come and buy a Dell Inspiron from two years ago for $4,500. Or, if you don't have any money, flexi-rent it. Yeah. And you, you pay 20 bucks a week for 35 years until you have <laughs> this <laughs> laptop. But don't worry, the first five years are interest-free. <laughs> interest-free. Uh, anyway, and we are paying tax again, and Wendell probably fucked that one, I reckon. He's, he's in Turkey now getting some top surgery, but it's not the um, traditional type of top surgery. that. You know. Oh, you're talking about the Turkish top surgery. Well, it's not the, LG, it's not the LGBTI. Oh, no, he's getting, uh, a hair, commu- he's getting a hair transplant. No, he's get, that's lid surgery. You can't say top surgery no. because you can get in trouble for No, he's getting because he's got those 50-cent coin nips, so he's getting them rearranged oh, to make yeah. them smaller. He is, he is getting yeah. an areola reduction. <laughs> areola reduction. And, Suppose. And I guess you're right. It's not The hair transplants aren't top surgery. It's lid surgery. I didn't know he was that vain. Well, they're also, they turn into moobs. So it's one thing to have the, as you said, the Subway cookie nipples, Effie. But when the Subway cookie nipples are attached to pinecone pinecone moobs. Oh, conies. Yeah, he's got the cone moobs. Right. Which, cone moobs are fine. And cookie nipples are fine. But when they combine, it it ends up looking like you've got a couple white pointers there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
to, he's having that. They're not range. fine on a man, though. No, the, the pine cones. <laughs> anyway, this is the toxic, uh, you know, uh, you know, media landscape that men must live in now, where we're constantly compared to others, and uh, un, you know, unrealistic standards of beauty for men. It's, it's actually been a real big issue um, over the last 20, 30 years. Well, look, if it makes him happy again, who am I to? To plastic surgery shame him. Well, look, I think I'm going to have to kick us along here until we get another <laughs> another envelope under the door about what you've said on air from the uh, human rights A Triple C or whatever the fucking advertising guilds called whatever the, that toothless tiger. Yeah. What's making news this week, Clancy? Well, the first is a, quite a mouthful. Um, it's an article related to the uh, Indigenous Voice. And it's a quote from uh, a staunch no campaigner from uh, Batuta Grove. The headline reads, Why should the indigenous get special treatment? Asks baby boomer who went to university for free and lives off the sweat and tears of 20 underpaid and overworked millennial rental tenants that pay off his negatively geared property portfolio that was accrued after a lifetime of being gifted public money through a comically unfair franking credit system that had absolutely fucked our economy even before the entire nation was ordered to stay home for three years to protect his precious lungs. It sounds like we've stayed home to protect your lungs too, Clancy. Uh, Tell you what. But as the Indigenous Voice referendum campaign heats up, it has become a surprise to no one that some of the loudest opponents of constitutionally recognising the existence and self-determination of Indigenous people are the same cohort of grey-haired voters that have had the easiest lives out of any other generation of Australians. Including 67-year-old Graham Fox, who asks, Why should the Indigenous get special treatment? This is, of course, despite having his university fees paid for completely by Prime Minister Gough Whitlam, a man he cheered out of office before successive Liberal governments squirrelled millions and millions of public dollars into his pockets through franking credits and negative gearing tax perks that have foolproofed his decadent property portfolio that even an idiot could have amassed. Yes, he claims that he's never gotten any special treatment, and that's despite being a man who sat at home and watched the entire world stop work and socialising for three years to protect him from a virus that he was the first to get immunised from. Bit rich, isn't it? Bit rich. What else we got, Effie? Up next, in a couple who'd happily elope guilted into spending an entire house deposit to appease both sides of the family. Yes, a couple that understands that money just doesn't grow on trees this week has been guilted into spending $45,000 on what essentially is a one-day party by, you know, both sides of their family have put them up to it. Though the couple had tried to compromise by stating they would have a small wedding, their loved ones felt the need to insist that every fucking person within a 400km radius attend this wedding, including nieces, nephews, cousins, neighbours, old teachers, friends of the family, friends of the family's friends, and colleagues, dad's new stepwife and all of her kids, mum's new stephusband and his kids, and nan's friends from the church. Mother of the bride said, At the end of the day, it's not about you two. It's about getting the family together. Because apparently she can't organise a family lunch or something. It'd make everyone so happy, said the mother of the bride. Yes, and from one spoilt generation to another... Gen Z attempting to emulate the 1990s, still not doing it properly until they commit to the Africa. As the cyclical wheel of fashion trends clock back to the late 90s boy band era, the generation known as Gen Z are trying their best to wow us with their revolutionary choices in clothing. Namely, baggy denim jeans and skater t-shirts. However, there are some youth actually rumoured to be wearing cargo pants again. 
However, the elder millennials and Gen Xs that actually pioneered these styles know that deep down, the youth aren't doing it properly. One outspoken millennial elder, Macaulay Carter, said, You want to look like a skater? You better smell like a skater. They think they can pull off the fluoro spray jacket without rocking Africa? Absolutely delusional. You know, there are some people out there that might think that was an ad. It's not. It's not. I think that Lynx Africa tastes and smells like you're sucking the fart out of a dead hippie. <laughs> it's like you're sniffing up close one of those fat etnish skate shoes. The smell that you smell when you smell Lynx Africa is what Todd Carney was smelling when he pissed in his own face all those years ago. Just a... The human of, bubbler. Yeah, just a fucking... That's what it smells like. It smells like Canadian club and dry that's been put through someone's body. Mm. And a very dehydrated person's body. Yes. That's exactly what it smells like. And lastly, a woman who is aware why an older couple at a bar want to buy her a drink is also conscious of the cost of living crisis right now. Yes, a local woman has this week found herself resorting to the same tactics she used as an overconfident 20-something singleton in her bar hopping era. Only this time, she has substantially raised the stakes. Instead of angling for a baby-faced financial worker who was more than willing to buy her a vodka-lime soda for the chance of a late-night Ronnie Coote, Audrey Lee, 32, reports that she's refined her tastes and instead targets wealthy older couples keen on spicing up their relationships by bringing a third into the mix. And perhaps, maybe, the man watches. I don't know. With French Quarter's unofficial swinger hotspot, the Firefly Jazz Lounge being her optimum mark. Yeah, this sounds a lot like uh, your third marriage, Clancy, back in the 90s. That was, uh, that was well, certainly I, something... I, I think there was you, a power imbalance no, in that relationship. You, you were I, definitely, did watch, I did watch, but I, I, you know, it was, I had were, to watch you another were ahead younger of your time. man. That's how you learn. I had to learn from a younger man that my wife picked. And I had to watch on a chair in the corner of the room. It was very demoralising. Um, but yes, it does remind me a little bit of that. This one sounds a little bit more innocent and perhaps not as toxic as the um, no. the swinger relationship I found myself in. Uh, thruple forced upon me. Audrey reckons it's the only way she can afford a whiskey sour now and that if they ask for her number, she'll just give them her ex-boyfriends. Classic. Yeah, I, gosh, I imagine being a fly on the wall in his room. We also had a very good Facebook comment from a top fan, Mick Vickers, who said, oh, you can't afford to build a house, come back to ours and watch me negatively gear Bob's latest erection. That's, that's, that, that's basically it, really. You can, you can, the cost of living crisis can be, um, you know, there's loopholes in it. It's basically what we're, what we're learning from Audrey Lee. Effie, any of your friends uh, get asked to join Thrupples? Yeah, no, I've been asked once when I, I was I was at um, I went to a bar and I was approached by an older couple, but I didn't realize until later because they asked for my number and I thought they were just being very friendly. You're then, you knew the town. <laughs> they were just talking to me. <laughs> they can smell then, the gum leaves on you. Yeah. <laughs> um, it wasn't until a few days later they'd warmed me up and they were just talking and then they they planted Wait, the bomb. You were texting them. What? Yeah, no, I what, thought then they you were just, ghosted them. And then I yeah, I just stopped talking. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like Audrey needs to do what what the kids are doing these days and just buying a credit card off the, the dark web and just using it until it runs out. And someone else's name from some other country. That mate, It's a victimless crime. It like, is. Like, whose money are you actually spending? It's not the person you've stolen the card from. It's you're not the bank, it's not the insurer. You're spending MasterCard's money. Mm, but they tend to be insured against this anyway. I know, so, so it's a win-win. Yeah, the system works. Yep, if you're doing it tough, 
you can always turn to credit card fraud. Until next week, my name's Errol Parker. I'm Clancy Iroh. I'm Effie Bayman. Ciao.